0: name that the power of God would rest upon the man of God Thank you, Lord. and that what God wants him to give us he would give Hallelujah. us and I'm praying over us in oh. Jesus name that our hearts right now would be open to what God wants to give us in Jesus name that we would not miss this seed all right we will not be distracted but we would receive to hear what the Spirit is saying to the church.
1: Amen, amen, amen. Well, praise the Lord, everybody. How are we doing this morning? Amen. Amen. We finished the first week in 2023. Hallelujah. Good to see you, Canadian. Say good to see you and the girls. Guys, making it up. Hey, amen. I looked over there and see Angela today. I said, amen. amen. Praise God. You know, it's always good to see different ones when you miss them. You amen. know, and you see them, amen. It's a blessing. You know, so we just thank God. Let's just pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you right now for your goodness and your grace, Lord. God, that you've kept us amen. over this week. Lord, in this new year. And Lord, as we continue to call upon your name, we ask you, Lord, to to us, not just today, but every day, Lord, to to be with us as we go throughout our days, God, even as Pastor Linda was exhorting, God, that we would do things all whatsoever we do, whatsoever we say. Let it all be in your name and word or indeed your scripture says, Thanks. all in your name, that you would be pleased and you would Thanks. get the glory, God. But we do want to represent you, God. So teach us and strengthen us in these areas, Father, as we grow. Lord, as we go into your word this morning, let it speak to our hearts. Move me out of the way. And only allow me to speak that which you would have me speak. So uh, we pray these things in, in your name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. We serve a good God. You know, as we as we go throughout our lives and doing the different things we do, and as she said, sometimes there are things that we do out of duty. Amen. But you know, when we begin to do it as unto the Lord, amen, it becomes, it, it turns into out of desire, amen. So we're going to go ahead and release our children to their classes, amen, we're going to get prepared to go into the message for this morning, and Again, we thank God for our young people. Amen. amen. I just love seeing young people in church, amen, you where know, they can get a good foundation because you know what? They're not going to get this foundation out there in the world. Amen. They're not not in the age and the culture that we're living in. Amen. We need to put as much God in them as we possibly can for as long as we can so they can be able to weather the storms of the culture that we live in. Amen. Because we we live in a counterculture that's against religion and against faith. So we need to take every opportunity to pour into them in our homes. Every opportunity, I'm I'm saying that with all sincerity, amen, because truly, the world is not going to put it in them. In fact, it's going to try to remove it out of them, so let's solidify it and get it in them, amen? But I'm glad to be here as usual in the household with all the people of God that come together here to magnify him and to lift him up. You know, it's always a blessing. Amen. This is how I would say this is one of my favorite places to be Amen. in church Amen. on Sunday mornings in the whole world. Amen. Just to be interested, especially at Living Faith Christian Channel. You know, when we go different places, you know, we go to different churches. Amen. It's always good to come home. It's not Amen. just because not not because I'm the pastor. It's just because I like the atmosphere and I like Amen. the people. Amen. And I, I just enjoy the worship. Amen. So it's always good to be here. Amen. Some of y'all might be thinking your favorite place. You know, I just think if if God had done as much for you as he's done for me All right. All over right. the oh. years, amen, then you might begin to understand. Maybe maybe he hasn't, amen, but, you know, if, if you don't feel that way, just keep living. Amen, amen. <laughs> just keep living. Keep trusting him. Keep allowing him to show himself strong in your life, amen, because truly this is what I live worship god i live to magnify him amen because truly without him i know my life would be a mess Amen, amen. amen. if in fact i would still be alive oh, you know i was thinking you know i was thinking you know as i was going on my notes last night i was thinking about how good god has been you know sometimes god has watched over us and we don't even realize it That's right. That's right. amen and he's because he, you know you know I, I believe i truly believe god has has angels that are assigned to us, and we're going to dig into that a little bit later. But I don't you know, there was this one instance that came to my mind last night that you know, even when I was young, young teen, amen, I think I was 18 years old, you know, and I was, you know, driving down the highway with my little Mustang. I wish I still had that Mustang, but anyway, you know, I was driving down the road, I'm doing, you know, Interstate 70 there in Denver, amen, and I'm you know, I come up on my, my exit, but I'm not paying attention. You know, and I take the exit at 70 miles an hour. Uh, and there's a big yellow sign that it says 25 miles an hour. <laughs> you know, and to this day, I know it was only God that got me around that curve. God. You know, I, because it wasn't just a guardrail. It was a, <laughs> a stone wall, you know, that I I should have hit. You know, and even though I hit my brakes and everything else, I mean, I don't know, to this day, I know it wasn't my driving skill because I hadn't been driving that long. Amen. But I know it was the grace of God because you said got, I, got, I got plans for that knucklehead, so I better get him around this corner before he, before he messes himself up. You know, and just times like that. And even then, I didn't even acknowledge God. I was just, whoo. Just, you know. <laughs> but, but when I look back on it. Amen. All right. All right. Amen i like, God, you knew. You knew. Cause when you take a uh, take a curve going three times faster, nearly three times faster than you're supposed to go, you ain't supposed to make that turn. Ain't no way. You know, but, but God said, no, I can't let him go out like this. And so I just think about this, so some of the things that the Lord has brought us through. You know, if it had not been for him, I couldn't have done that. I couldn't, I couldn't have got around that. You know, and as I'm looking at our, our you know, Message today. Then I'm gonna come to you from the topic of what if. What if? There's a whole lot of what ifs. What if God wasn't with me? I'd have been a smear on the wall. (laughs) You know, you know, so you know, what if God wasn't with you? At that time you know it wasn't no one but God that kept you, brought you out, watched over you, provided for you, whatever the case might be. You know, so there's a lot of things, amen. So, you know, I want to begin by looking at one of the largest what-ifs or one of the largest uses of this big little word, because if is a big word, because it it sets in motion or a whole lot of things, amen, or it it brings to light a whole lot of things as we begin to dig into it. But I'm going to begin at Matthew, the 26th chapter. Amen. And I'm going to read starting at verse number 36. You know, and this is, the night in which Jesus was turned over to the the Sanhedrin, he was turned over to the, the the guard, amen. And which led to his his crucifixion, amen. And you know, so there was a lot going on, amen. They had just finished up with the Lord's Supper, and he told his disciples that he would, you know, not partake of that supper with supper with them again until the kingdom of God comes, and all these things, and. And he told them, come and let's go. Let's go and pray. And they left and they departed from the upper room, amen, where they had supped, And they went down to the the base of the Mount of Olives, amen, where the Garden of Gethsemane was. And there is when they began to pray. And it says, then cometh Jesus with them unto the place called Gethsemane and saith unto his disciples, sit ye here while I go and pray yonder. And he took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee, being, you know, taking those three. So he 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 told the majority of them stay here, and there's a, there's a message even in that, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> but then when he he told the other three, come with me, amen. So and, and he began to be sorrowful and very heavy. Then said he unto them, My soul is exceeding sorrowful even unto death tarry ye here and watch with me. And when, and he went a little further and fell on his face and prayed saying, oh my father, if it be possible, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as thou wilt be done. You know when you when you read that that part he said if it's not that he was questioning God's ability, but the reality is the flesh man did not want to get on that cross, you know and, and because he 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 knew it was coming, you know and he knew you know that it was going to be a, a a rough night, the rest of the night and the next day was going to be hard. He's going to go through a whole lot. So he said, you know, and and any of us know when we get ready to go through, we really don't want to go through it. If we know in advance and we're trying to find a way out of it, trying to find a way to prevent it or, to, you know, stop it from happening or even to delay it. You know, so Jesus is not operating in his divinity right now. And I really want us to get this. I mean, we, we look at him as divine, and he is divine, amen. The scripture lets us know that, you know, the fullness of the Godhead dwelt in that body, amen. So he was 100% God and 100% man. But at this moment, he's not operating in the God power. He's operating, he, he's, he's in, the, in the human side of himself. And this is what we're dealing with here. And, and, and he, he said, if it be possible, let this cup, let this, this what I'm about to go through. I don't want to drink this thing. You know, he said, let it pass from me. But, what he said, Nevertheless, not as I will, but your will, thy will be done, as you will it, God. And it goes and says, he cometh to his disciples and he findeth them asleep and in. in Says unto Peter, what, could you not watch for me one hour, with me one hour? Pray and watch. Now hear what he's telling them. I'm going to get back to this in a a little bit. But he said, watch and pray that you enter not into temptation. Right? He said, the spirit is indeed, the spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. And he went away again and a second time and prayed. Saying, "O oh, Father, if this cup may not pass away from me, except I drink it, that will be done." He said, it ain't gonna go unless I just go through it. So, let your will be done. Amen. He came and found them asleep again. How many times have you tried to pray and just keep falling asleep? You know. So he he finds them. You know they they asleep again. For their eyes were heavy, and he lifted them and went, left them and went away again, and prayed a third time. Listen to this, saying the same words, "If it be possible." So sometimes we think he just asked for the thing one time, but for the third time, he's letting his daughter. He said the same words again. Then he then cometh he to his disciples and saith unto them, "Sleep on, take your rest. Behold." The hour is at hand. We all have a destiny to face. We all have, you know, things that are destined to take place in our lives. Amen. And how many times does we, we look through the Gospels and we see, you know, Jesus telling them, you know, my hour is not yet come. You know, even with his mother, the first miracle, you know, he said, what have I to do with you? And when she wanted to make, you know, some wine for the wedding feast. You know, he let him know my hour ain't come. I mean, there were several different places that he he made that statement. But t- tonight, he said, "The hour's here. The hour's here." Amen. He said, it's at hand." The son of and the son of man is betrayed into the hand of sinners. Rise, let us be gone. Going, behold, he is at hand that doth betray me. Talking about who? Judas Iscariot, man, he had gone away, and if we read on, we see how Judas, you know, betrayed him with a kiss. Man, if something you can betray somebody and you give him a, a kiss on the cheek to identify him. You know. you know, instead of just pointing him out, you traitor, you're gonna come up here and act like you love me. You know, but then again, do we? How do we know Judas didn't love Jesus? He did. Judas had an agenda, but he didn't understand what was going on. He thought he was going to, this this situation was going to provoke the Lord to rise up. He did not expect Jesus to go willingly. He did not expect Jesus to, to surrender and to continue to operate in his humanity and not in his divinity. You know, so it, it wasn't that he thought he he was just thought he was, you know, accelerating this, this takeover of the Romans. But what happened, it went a whole different way. And that's why Judas was so guilty and that's why Judas went and hanged himself because he couldn't deal with what he had done after he realized his mistake. So sometimes we, we beat Judas up, but Judas loved Jesus. And the bottom line is, someone had to do it. Someone had to take that role, is that right? You know, so when we begin to look at, you know, if we're going to live, our lives as kingdom representatives we must we must be prepared to face situations and circumstances amen that that sometime are going to be difficult then there's going to be things that we don't want to go through and that's why we begin with the example of jesus you know he didn't want to go to that cross in his humanity but he knew that he had to go to that cross he knew that it was that that's why he was come into the world he knew that that hour was coming upon him from the time he came forth from mary's womb until this night he knew this night was coming he knew that was his destiny to be the sacrifice for our sin and even though he knew it amen when the time came, he wasn't still jumping up and down and say yeah let's get this done (laughs) right He's still praying to the Father. If it be possible, is there any other way? Not that he, again, he was questioning, but he knew that this is the reason I'm here. Yeah, and so we begin to look at that, you know, we look at these situations, they, and like I said, they will arise in our lives, amen, that that we have to do with. And it's not if the ifs in those situations are going to arise, it's when. And how are we going to respond when it's our turn? How are we going to respond, amen, when when, when we're faced with that circumstance and we know that we can make a choice, we can make a decision? And that's just about every day. You know, we're faced with something, amen, and you have to make a decision of how we're going to act, how we're going to respond, what are we going to do? You know? Because again, that's what it's going to take to live as his representative is making that right choice every day we know if I say this, it could go this way and if I if if I lean to my flesh, it can go a whole nother way you know so we we, we look at these things amen and in those circumstances as they come into our lives amen, it matters what we do which way we yield ourselves, which way we surrender, amen, rather than just operating just right off the top of our head. We got to get to the place where we're operating in the spirit, amen, and being led by the spirit of God, amen, because, you know, how many times have we found ourselves in situations because we didn't pause and pray, amen? We we just responded. We 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 reacted, you know, and it's... it's didn't even take uh, an opportunity. I, I think about that little video I saw with that lady. There was a a, a young lady just walked up and he was in a place arguing with back and forth with this gentleman. I called him a gentleman because, you know. And, and she was just throwing out her hands and everything else. She walked up to him and she just hauled off and slapped him in the face. He was upset. Amen. She slapped him and Before she could draw her hand all the way back, he just... Boom, punched her, knocked her down. He didn't stop and think. Obviously, he didn't pray, you know. It was the automatic reaction for him. And why am I bringing that up? Because we got to ask ourselves, do we react in those, in that way in different situations? Just what, what is our, our automatic response? Do we stop and pause? Hold it, you know. Because if they slap you, you see, and I, and this is a one for me because that used to be one of my hot buttons. Pastor, let me tell you, if, don't do not, you know, put your hand in my face. Oh no, and slap me. Oh, oh, you just you just unleashed everything on the inside. You know, but that used to be. She said, thank you. <laughs> I've never been a violent person. Don't y'all get that impression? But at the same time, they, you know, we, we, we have those, these hot buttons that if somebody touched that button, if they say this or if they do that, and you already got it in your mind, like if you slap me, oh. See, so I had to reprogram myself. Because I, I had to have a better response for that if, because it could happen any day. That's right. That's right. I've had people come and yell, yell, shout, cuss. I mean, you know, I, maybe I just won't let them get close enough to push that button. But, you know, we have got to have already in our mind what our response is going to be. Because these things are going to, they're going to arise, amen. Sometimes it catches you off guard. Other times you see it coming, Right. But in any case you still need to be ready. You still need to know how, amen, you're gonna respond. You know, we, we as we see, you know, when when Jesus in, in, in that human perspective facing these circumstances, you know, that's not usually how we like to talk about Jesus. Looks kind of weak. Right? Fell down on his face, crying, you know. Asking how I can get out of this, you know. And, but at the same time, he knew what he was doing. He had already thought about this night. I, I can't even begin to imagine how many times he knew it was coming. He knew who he was dealing with. Remember, he, he bef- just earlier in the evening he had just told him, what are you going to betray you know, and, and, and Judas probably was like, how did he know that? Because mm, he'd already been talking to the, you know, the saying he, He'd already made, cut the deal. He'd already received, you know. So he was just looking for the scripture system. I, when I read this part of the passage, it always gets me. He said, from that moment, he was looking for opportunity to betray him. Wow. And how many times do you feel like they they just been waiting to get me? They've been looking for the opportunity. Amen. And and sometimes you're right. But that still ain't got nothing to do with how you respond. Child of God. You know, it still ain't got nothing to do with what what your responsibility is supposed to be, what your perspective is supposed to be. Because, again, these things are going to come against us. Things in this life are going to come against us. Amen. So when we see, you know, him going through all these things, amen, suffering, amen, and, and all this that leading up to the cross and ultimately his death, When we see him in this situation, it just seems like, wow, he did it for you and me and for every person ever born or will be. You know, there was was a bigger cause than his feelings. There was a bigger purpose than his personal pain. Think about that. And when we think about that and we say we want to be what? Like Jesus. So, you mean, Pastor David, you're saying there's a bigger cause than my embarrassment? (laughs) There's a bigger cause than than my pain? Hello? Hello. Bigger cause than them coming against me and despitefully using me so that I have to respond like Jesus? My answer is yes. Yes. Sometimes we look at how to get out of it instead of saying, Lord, just help me through it. Thou will be done. See, because the angels angels didn't come and and deliver him. Amen. The Lord didn't say, okay, I'll give you a break.
0: Come
1: on. It's like, no. We're going to make this happen. So how are we expected to respond like Jesus? How are we expected to be able to to have that that kind of power on board? How are we expected to be able to be that kingdom representative when we're we're being hurt, ridiculed, talked about, come against, and all these things? Amen. When we're struggling and, we, and we're wondering where's God? Where are you at right now? How are we supposed to be able to do this? Amen. To get those kind of results. Amen. So let's look at another account that took place. Amen. So, you know, as, as we looked at the first, one, but in the book of Luke, we see another account of the same night. See, Matthew saw it from one perspective and he recorded one portion of it. But when we begin to look at the book of Luke, amen, he mentions different points that Matthew didn't touch on. and they kind of give us a, a, a deeper insight. Amen. into the things that's happening you know that that fateful night i didn't say faithful i said fateful amen because this was his fate for that season amen and the things that took place amen these are all pre-resurrection so let's look at how our our brother luke the apostle luke wrote and recorded these events in the second 22nd chapter verse 39 he says And he came out and went as he walked to the Mount of Olives, and his disciples also followed him. And when he was in the place, he said unto them, "Pray that ye enter not into the temptation." There's that temptation again, right? He said, and he and he was withdrawn from them about a stone's cast, and kneeled down and prayed, saying, "Father." If thou be willing, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. And this is the the scripture I often mention, but I want to be, that's why we're coming, because I want to read it in your hearing today. In, In verse 43, it said, And there appeared an angel unto him from heaven, strengthening him. As soon as he said, Not my will, but thy will be done, he wasn't left on his own. Hallelujah. Because remember, he's operating in his humanity, yeah. not his divinity. And when he made that statement, it, it says the angel appeared from heaven strengthening him. Wow. And, and I look at that and I say, now, now if the Lord is going to send help to Jesus, on. when he calls upon him, how about you and I? i mean because yeah, he's getting ready to go to the cross amen and and, and watch what happened in verse 44 and being in a, an agony wait a minute i thought the angel was there to help they said in, in the agony he prayed more earnestly and his sweat was as it were great drops of blood falling down to the ground i mean praying i mean How many of us have ever prayed that hard? Praying hard so you you broke out in the sweat. I mean, and that's not sweat. He said like drops of blood dropping to the ground. I mean, this is an agonist night for him. Amen. As he's preparing, amen, to go to the cross for us. Amen. He said, and when he rose up from prayer and was come to his disciples, he found them sleeping for sorrow. And he said unto them, Why sleep ye, arise and pray lest ye enter into temptation. Now let me deal with that temptation. Amen. Amen. Lord. He's letting them know something about to happen. Amen. Come on down. Y'all been following me. Y'all been walking with me. Amen. For Three years learning and seeing the miracles and you see, you know, the, the things that we are said and done. But tonight, y'all need to pay attention because the gig is about to be up. They're coming from me. And I want you to pray, amen, unless you fall into temptation, amen. In other words, unless you give into your flesh, see, because that's what temptation is all about. Temptation is all about us stepping out of the spiritual, amen, in the God mindset and stepping into the natural and the fleshly mindset. Temptation wants you to break your spiritual covenant and do what your flesh wants to do. So he's saying pray. In other words, get prayed up because something is about to happen that's going to tempt you to want to fight or run. And we need to be prayed because, you know, And I look at that, he's saying, pray, pray, pray. And this is something that we have continually need to do is to to pray. Because temptation can come knocking on our door at any time. Amen. And from any source. And we need to be ready. We need to continue to be in prayer, Amen. Because as we pray, the Scripture lets us know that we need to build ourselves up, praying in the Spirit, praying, Amen. Because we don't know when trouble's going to come. We don't know, Amen, when when something's going to befall us. And if we are not prayed up, who, what you think going to show up? Your flesh, Amen. So, so there's a lot to that, Amen. Pray, because sometimes we just spiritually asleep you know, la di da la di da all is good, all is well, and boom, something catches you off guard, and what shows up because you ain't prayed up? You do, instead of the spirit that's in you, amen. So we got to get that in our minds, amen. We too, amen, have got to get to a place, amen, when we we are ready to fulfill the call that God has on our lives as children of God. We got to be ready to stand when trouble comes, Amen. This is all a part of, uh, of living to be a kingdom representative. You know, it, it don't show up when all is well. That's right, right, that's right. You're just like anybody else. But it shows up in the hard times, in the challenges, you know, in the difficulties of life. That's when they see what kind of Christian you are. Right, that's when they see what your foundation is. That's when they see what you're, you're made of. Amen. Because you know we can laugh and, and, and you know giggle and have a good time with anybody, save and unsaved. Amen. But when trouble comes, this is what sets us apart as God's people. Right. Amen. When difficult conversations arise, amen, and, and, and we're, we're they're trying to pull us into things, what's going to come out? Are we going to be in agreement with the things that don't line up to the Word of God? Are we going to stand on? You got to be prayed up and know how to speak. I, I thank God. I got a call yesterday from a precious young lady, just just to get some insight on how to respond to different things that are being brought up on her job. Amen. And she told me so. And I thank God because I was able to give her some insight. Amen. Because truly, the question was being asked of her. Amen. You know. Well, uh, how do you know God is a man? You know these pronouns nowadays. Every everything is in question, even God's gender I said well why do we call ships cheap? you know but I, 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 but I let her know the bottom line is this if, if you want to really talk about God and whether he's a male or female and we, we go based on the word of God that's been handed down for generations you know but even above that it tells us that in, in John 4 and 24 it says what God is the spirit And they that worship him must worship him in spirit and truth. So you just let them know when it comes down to it, God is the spirit. He can be anything he wants to be. And he's the only one that can do that. Amen? But he's the spirit. You know, so there's no argument there. I follow him, amen, in the spirit. I trust him for who he is and who he says he is. Amen? So it's just little things like that that we need to be able, the Bible tells us to have an answer for every man of the hope that lies within us amen so that means we got to study to show ourselves approved right we got to get into the word. we got to know what the word says amen and and again we have to have a be prepared as much as we possibly can i mean obviously we can't be prepared for every possible circumstance or scenario that might come upon us but we can have some preparation on board for the ifs what if this happens you know some you know a lot of times we have our, our our own greatest fears and we wonder what we would do if those things ever happened to us. You ever talk, had that conversation with somebody? What would you do if your car went into the lake? You know, and, and things, we, we always have those kind of things that's going on. What would you do if? And, and, and there's nothing wrong with that, you know, because I'm a believer in having a plan amen although the plan may not always work like you think it's gonna work at least you got something to fall back on you got something going on and spiritually we need to have a plan of how we're gonna respond when difficulty comes and if you don't have any other recourse in your mind or heart amen when difficulty comes if trouble comes first thing you're gonna do is i'm gonna pray before you react or respond pray and it, 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 and it don't take a no long time to pray. Amen. That's it. Sometimes sometimes it's just, it's just Jesus. Get him on board. Yeah. Amen. Get him on board. Amen. And then you got direction from there. But what are you doing? You're, you're calling on him. Amen. Because you want to calm your flesh. And all that wants to rise up on the inside, Amen. You, you want to, you want to get it in, in check. Get yourself in check. That's why, you know, my, my, my quick prayer is what. Y'all know it. Keep me near the cross, because if I get too far away, my brother might get up. You know, so keep me near the cross. Keep my focus on you, God, because hey, trouble comes to all of us. It don't, it don't check and see who you are before it knocks on your door. No, uh, uh-uh. uh, it's right there. Amen. But we look at all these things. And like I said, it sounds like, you know, when Jesus was going through all this in the garden, it may sound like he was weak, but no, he was getting strengthened. He was preparing himself. He was building himself up not to go around the cross, but to go to the cross. Yeah. You know, they, the angel didn't come and deliver him from it. Amen. It strengthened him for it. Amen. So when you're praying, you're saying, Lord, give me the strength to go through this in a way that brings glory to your name. Give me strength to face this situation or this circumstance, amen, and not show out in my flesh. Not not allow the old man to rise, amen, and my old way of thinking and responding to take over. No, we, we crucified that old man, amen. So, so when you're saying help me and prepare me, what you're doing is you're putting this flesh on the cross, amen, so that God can get the glory. While you, while you go through what you have to go through, what's coming up on you, amen. And that's when they see the kingdom representative. That's when they see the God child rising up, the God man, the God woman showing up, amen. And, and they look at you and say, how in the world could you respond like that when they're talking to you like a dog? And you let them know, you know what? They're not my creator. My creator told me who I am. You know, we don't have to receive the stuff from this world, Amen, because we know who we are in him. Amen. And, and if God says you are his child, and he does, can't nobody take you from that. No matter what they say about you, throw about you, think about you, it don't matter. What they, what You know, because what? They got to bow down to him, too. Isn't that right? So we get to that place and understand, amen, to realize that I know who I am in God. And circumstances in this life should never be enough to take me out of that place. Amen? So we look at, amen, how he chose, and I love this. Jesus chose to lay down his power. He chose to lay down all his authority. And to go through this whole situation in the knack. He chose to do it. Why? For all humanity. For all of us. So what are we, and I say this often, what are we willing to choose to go through so that he can be glorified? So that he know that his his sacrifice for us, for you and for me, wasn't in vain. He did something that we didn't deserve, amen. He did something that we, he, he paid a cost that we couldn't pay for ourselves. And he made a way for us, amen, so that we arise, amen, and we, we think. But I, I look at, amen, that, that verse 43, 22 and 43. And there appeared an angel unto him from heaven. Strengthening, not to just strengthen, but strengthening, that's continual. Continual. strengthening him through it. Because when they came for him that night, they didn't just take him to the court and put him in the cell and say, tomorrow we're going to crucify you. No, it was a rough night. They questioned him. They slapped him. They snatched out his beard. They forced the crown of thorns upon his head. They beat him with a cat of nine tails. His back was raw and bloody. You know, all these things, and this is before he even gets to the cross. I mean, it, it, he, he, he was, so in all of these things, I can imagine the angel is still strengthening him because there was more to come. You ever feel like, I can't take no more? I can't take no more. But Jesus, I'm not, not even to the cross yet, amen, and he's beat and he's exhausted. and He's had no sleep. And I mean, he's going on through all these things, and now they want to beat him some more. Amen. And not only after they beat him and took all his strength and, you know, all that his humanity could handle, then he had to carry his own cross up the hill. And he still got you on his mind. And the angel is strengthening him to do it. And why am I I, I, I painting this graphic picture? Amen. Because I want us to think about when you're going through something, how much strength you can receive. As you go through it with him on your mind, doing it for him, doing it so he can be glorified. It's not about you any longer. Just like the cross wasn't about Jesus. It was about you and it was about me. He didn't need saving. We did. We don't need glorifying. He does. So as we go through our situations and through the the things that we feel are denigrating us and belittling us, doing it for him. The scripture talks about being willing to suffer for righteousness sake. How about that? Does that even make sense? Absolutely does. Absolutely does. Even, you know, suffering wrong when you know you ain't done nothing. And they still talk. No, I'm going to defend myself. Right? They ain't going to talk to me like that. Okay, let your flesh rise and see who gets the glory. They're going to be scared of you.
0: Amen.
1: But God ain't going to get no glory. He is our vindicator. Amen. He said vengeance is what? No, he said you better go get your vengeance, child. No, that's not what he said. He said vengeance is... See, all this, to the natural man, it don't make sense. But to the spiritual man, think about. It. Lord, not my will, but yours be done. A lot of times, I ain't willing to take that. But what does God want me to do? How does he want me to respond? And it's not that we all going to go through these grave, difficult circumstances. But if and when it shows up, yeah. Amen. what if it does show up at your door? What are you going to do? How are you going to respond? How are we going to handle it? You know, I think about that. Lord, there was a lot of times that we could have just rose up on our own. There's a lot of times, amen, that you could defend yourself. But think about the impression and the impact it has when you humble yourself. When you, you you decide, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be like Jesus. They said he went to the cross, and he didn't say a mumbling word. He was like a sheep led, led to the slaughter, Open not his mouth. You know, and he proved, amen, in the garden that if he opened his mouth, his power would show up. He said, I am he, and they all fell back as dead. And, then, and he said, you know, that, was, that was just a, a, a little demonstration for us. To know that he didn't have to go. He didn't have to surrender. But he chose to surrender for me. How about you? You know, so, and 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 I'm reiterating this because I want us to learn to choose to surrender. Not to the person that's coming against you. That's That's not who you're surrendering to. You're surrendering to the will of God. That his will can be done. That he will work it for your good. Amen. And though you humbled yourself and you kept your peace. Amen. And you said amen or whatever. Then later on after he's worked on they come back and say to you, you know what? I was wrong. I'm sorry. But you'll never get that if you're defending yourself. They'll never never see the glory of God operating in your life. Amen. And and the transformation and the regeneration that's taking place in you. Amen. If we continue to let the the flesh man rise up and the flesh man be in charge and the flesh man be our defense, that's all they're going to know. But if we want to represent him. We got to do it a whole nother way. We got to make up in our minds, you know, uh, if I'm going to be like Jesus. I take my complaint to the Lord. I ask him. And then I surrender to him. And I, I like how David said, I once was young and now I'm old. And I've never seen the righteous forsaken or his seed beg bread. See, and when we're walking in righteousness, God will take care of you. He sees where you are. He knows what we go through. He knows those challenges, amen, and like I said, I believe he's got those angels that are assigned to us, amen, to watch over us, amen, and to respond. I, I think about when, when Daniel prayed, amen, he was going through, amen, and then finally the angels got through and he said, your prayer was answered, amen, and the angels dispatched three weeks ago, but Satan hindered him, amen, they were fighting, but God was keeping him. Amen. I, I think about Amen. how it talks about in the New Testament over in Matthew. It talks about how he gives his angels charge to watch over these little ones. And I believe, you know, as, as he's given angels charge, you know, he's got them assigned to watch over us and to see us and to see where we are and, and to respond when we give them an opportunity to respond. When we yield and let them have their way. You know, I I look at this, amen, and say, Lord, I can't just imagine. You know, let's look at this other passage, because I, I was thinking about that, I thought about, you know, how the angels showed up, amen, and, and delivered Peter out of prison, amen. And let's look in, in the book of Acts, because see, what's happening is, it's Herod has, you know, things seemed to have settled down a little bit for the church as it was spreading in the book of Acts. But then all of a sudden, you know, King Herod decided he wanted to vex the church. That's how the scripture says to vex the church. So he reached out, amen, and he had James killed with the sword. And he saw that the Jews they, they they were pleased because the Jews still didn't like the Christians. They just still because it was still coming against these followers of Jesus and he rose up and now now their their movement is really taking off. Because you know he rose from the dead. You know, so when he he killed James, the Jews were happy, amen. And so he he decided, well, let me get Peter. So he had Peter arrested, and because of of the Passover coming and the feast of unleavened bread, amen, it was coming time. And so he said, I'm gonna keep him in prison until after Easter, then I'll kill him. So this is where he was, and he began Acts 12 and four. He said, and when he had apprehended him, he put him in prison, and delivered him. Four quadrants of soldiers to keep, and he's gonna make sure this boy ain't getting away, amen. T- intending after Easter to bring him forth to the people, Peter therefore was kept in prison but prayed. All right. Huh? They said, But prayer, look at this, what happened? Prayer was made without ceasing of the church unto God for him, <laughs> and when Herod would have brought him forth the same night. See, the next morning, it was time for him to be brought out. He said, the same night Peter was sleeping between two soldiers. I mean, he got four quadrants watching over him. They got him sleeping between two. They're making sure Peter is not getting away. You know, they they still hadn't figured out how Jesus got out of the tomb, so they're going to make sure this one ain't getting away. Right? Between two soldiers bound with two chains, and the keepers before the door kept the prison. And behold, the angel of the Lord came upon him, and the light shined in the prison. And he smote Peter on the side and raised him up, saying, Arise up quickly. And his chains fell off his hand. Now he's chained to two guards. Come on now. Hey! Right? It's dark. Now, he hit him on the side. Wake up. If I could just interject a little bit. You know. And he said, the chains fell off his hands, and the angel said unto him, just thyself and bind on thy sandals. And so he did. And he said unto him, Cast thy garment about thee and follow me. Get up. Put your shoes on, boy. Get dressed. Time to go. And notice the guards ain't even woke up yet. Amen. And I know them chains wasn't quiet when they hit the ground. So God's in charge. Amen. Uh-huh. And, he said, and, and he said, Follow me. Amen. And so we see, Amen, that he led him. And it said, as you read on it, it said it, 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 he led him through the first and the second ward of the prison because he was deep in the prison. Uh-huh. So he went from one section to the next section. And then they came to an iron gate that led to the street. Uh-huh. And it says that the gates opened of their own accord. Woo! They didn't even touch the gates, Hallelujah. and they just opened up like going into Walmart. <laughs> Some of the newer ones, amen. You know, and, and you just walk up in the door, and he led him down the street, amen. And as they went, now Peter, this whole time, he's thinking he's seeing a vision. He's not even, you know, he he's not really aware this is really happening. He wasn't even sure. He's just, you know, thinking he' gonna wake up still in prison. But as he got down the street, he said, the angel departed. And he, when he came to himself, he's out the prison, up the street. So he found his way over to John Mark's house. And that's where he was having the prayer meeting. Praying for him. Still dark, mind you. So he comes and he's knocking on the door. Amen. And said, a little damsel named Rhoda came, comes to the door. And when she heard his voice, she got so excited, she didn't even open the door. And she ran back and she told him, well, Peter's here, Peter's here. And they said, no, Peter's in prison. prison. That's what we were praying for. But she kept on. She kept No, it's Peter. I need his voice. I know his voice. They said, no, it's an angel. They didn't realize the angel had already delivered him and left. Amen. So finally they go to the door. And who's standing there? Peter. So when, a difficult, when the situation gets difficult, the angel can show up and deliver us out of it. I mean, he can make a way, man, if he, if he got... Peter out the lower parts of the prison out of chains past two guards sleeping on each side and four quadrants of soldiers watching the prison and nobody saw him walk out tell me God don't know how to deliver so if we would just... If we would just take note of what he's already done in scripture and in your life, if we would just believe, amen, that, that there's nothing too hard for God, that how can I be go from being denigrated to being promoted? God can do it if you would just trust him, if you would just allow your confidence to be in him. I just want to encourage you. Amen. That if we want to be His representatives, and that's what He wants us to be—kingdom representatives—we got to learn how to yield and surrender. Amen. And when those "what if I," "what if this," "what if that," and those things always, you know, they they they're gonna play in our mind, ain't that right? What should I do? Amen. And, and it's not gonna be so. Just think about this. Just a few questions I want to spring on you as we get ready to wrap it up. Say, so what if you were, were were getting, if you had an ought against your brother or sister and you forgave them, or or maybe if they all have an ought against you, and you stopped and we, you forgave them? See, because the scripture addresses it both ways. He said, if they got the ought, you go. If you got the ought, you go. So either way, you go, right? Yes. Let's look at that in, in Matthew 5, 23 and 24. He said, therefore, if thou bring thy gift to the altar, and there remembereth that thy brother hath ought against thee. Notice you ain't done nothing wrong, but he got something against you. He said, leave there thy gift before the altar, and go thy way, and be reconciled to thy brother, and then come and offer that gift. And you know, if you do it like God said, then he'll receive your gift. Re- In other words, he'll receive you. But if you just don't well, push it aside and you're just going to pray, God is not trying to hear it when you know there's issues that need to be resolved. So what if you just obeyed? And, and, and what's the scripture saying? You've gained your brother or your sister, whatever that case might be. Amen. So, so just think about that. What, what if you decide to, You know, just to quickly forgive those who hurt you or mistreat you. What if, amen, what do you think would happen if you just chose to forgive them? Or what if you chose not to forgive them? I can go on anyway. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Right? Well, Matthew 6, amen, 14 and 15 addresses that. He said, if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you forgive not men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespass. So which side of that what if do you want to be on? I think I'm going to forgive them. Amen. Because, you know, you cannot let people, everybody say people. people. We all got to deal with them. That's right? Because right? guess what? You are people, right? Right? So you can't let people be bigger than your relationship with God. And when we hold those things, knowing what the word of God teaches us, we've just made them bigger than God. More important, it's more important for me to hold this against them. It's more important for me to see them pay. It's more important, amen, that they come to me first. Oh, I don't know. Maybe I'm hitting on something. Uh, you know, we, we get in those places, but no. I, I, you know, I I look at the gap that could be between those two things. He said, if you forgive them, then your heavenly father will forgive you. Isn't that what we just read? He He said, if you don't forgive them. You won't be forgiven. So, how long are you willing to live in that gap of unforgiveness? Because the minute you choose not to forgive them, you're living yourself in unforgiveness, which would separate you from the Father. And that's not His heart, that's not His will, and that's not His desire. So he, he's, he's letting us go, go quickly, go quickly and deal with it, release it, let it go. Yes. Amen? It's not worth holding on to. Ah. What if you stir up your faith enough to risk it all, to trust God, to be healed or delivered? you know, set free from something you've been struggling with and something that's trying to hold you. What if you just said, God, I'm just going to trust you? I don't care what anybody does or anybody says. I'm just going to trust you because I know you can. Well, let's look at this woman in Matthew 9, 22. 20 to 22, amen. Now, this woman had an issue of blood. She wasn't supposed to be in the crowd. She was unclean. She was supposed to stay apart from the people. But she got to a point, I can't take it no more. Right? It said, and behold, a woman which was diseased with an issue of blood 12 years came behind him. Now, can you imagine 12 years of dealing with this issue? 12 years. Now, I, I know I dealt with losing blood for three years because I had two bleeding places in my colon. I had to get blood infusions and transfusions, amen, and iron infusions. and I man I was weak, and you couldn't think clearly, amen. And I, it was the difficult three years that I went through until they figured out what was going on. So I can't imagine this lady going 12 years. And, and not only that, be having to separate herself for, for 12 years. You know, all these things, amen. So after 12 years, she said she came behind him and touched the hem of his garment. For she said within herself, if I may but touch his garment, I shall. Yeah. You see, to say I could be made whole. Maybe something going to happen. Hoping. No, she said, I shall be whole. He said, but Jesus turned him about, and when he saw her, he said, daughter, be of good comfort. Thy faith has made thee whole. You know, we we talked about this passage yesterday at our our men's meeting. You know, and and it was the thing that he showed me even then was her faith. See, we have things that God wants to release in us already. It's already available. It's already there. And we're waiting for God to do it, but he's waiting for us to put our faith on it. He said, your faith, your faith has made you whole. And the woman was made whole from that hour. Mm. What if you stop being afraid to step out on what God has put in your heart to do? To do that thing, amen. Maybe it's, I don't know, launch a business or, you know, maybe go back to school or whatever. Stop being afraid to do what God has said to you. You know, what if you just said, okay, I don't don't know how it's going to work out. I don't know how it's going to be paid for, whatever, but I'm just going to step out and do what he said do. And you know, I was talking to the Elder oldest last night. You know, we were talking about something totally unrelated, but it just came back to my mind. He was telling me about, you know, that a couple of years ago he was going to take some classes and so forth, and he was going through this, and, and he had applied for, you know, the, the VA, and they were going to give him a certain amount of money a month, which was not very much, you know, for some hearing loss. You know, but then he came, he said he had a bill coming up for his first tuition to pay for the class he had signed up for. And the day it was due, a check came in the mail, which was five times what they said they was going to pay him, which was more than enough to pay the tuition that day. If you just step out and trust God, and believe, amen, that he won't let you down. Amen. And Matthew 14, 27 to 30 says this, But straightway Jesus spake unto him, saying, Be of good cheer. It is but I. Be not afraid. Who are we talking to? This is when Jesus had sent his disciples over to the other side, amen, in the boat, amen. And, and while they were going, the waters got rough, amen, and things got kind of crazy. And as it was windy and blowing, amen, they seen, what seemed to be a, to them a spirit walking on the water, but it was Jesus. And they looked over there, and that's why he, he's telling them, "Be of good cheer, it is I. It's not a spirit; it's me. Be not afraid." And Peter answered and said, "Lord, if it be thou, bid me to come unto thee on the water." Now, see, are you ready to step out? Ready to step out on you know something you ain't never did before amen and he said come you know and the Lord's already told some of us to go do this do that amen and when Peter was come down out of the ship he walked on the water to go to Jesus See, when Jesus said go he'll supply the support that you need you know and I, I like one of the passages amen that when it talks about this because it says that the waters congealed that means they came together and became solid under his feet can you imagine that only God to do stuff like that, I man. Every time you step, the water's just like shup, 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 every step you take. Shup. But then, what happened? But when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid, and he began to sink. He cried, saying, "Lord, save me!" See, there you go. All you gotta do is get Jesus back on board, amen. Because when he did, I mean the Lord saved him and brought him in. So. He didn't sink. And one of the passages, and immediately they were at land. God's got you. you. So when you face those, what ifs, if I do it? What if, what if this happens? What if that don't happen? What if God? What did he say? How would he have us to respond? What would he want us to do? Amen. As we go through all these things. Yeah, I gotta stop, amen, but I want us to get get it. We can, I can keep giving examples examples of those who stepped out and, and what God will do when we push past our ifs. Push past that. What if this? What if? What if? What if? What if God is in it? What do you think is going to happen? Work out for your good. So I want to leave you with this, this final word, this, this last passage. Amen. Coming out of the book of Mark, verse 9, 23. Amen. If we would just trust him. Was just, he was talking to the man whose son was possessed with a death and a dumb spirit. Amen. And God delivered him. Amen. But he said this to the, to the man in the conversation. Jesus said unto him, if thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believes. Do you believe God can do it. Do you believe God sees you? Do you believe that he sees what you're facing, amen, and knows how to bring it and work it, really work it out for your good without you having to try and do it on your own? And when he gives you instruction to go, he's going with you. And he's going to make a way, amen. He's going to order your steps and direct your course, because we don't have to do that alone. Because remember this, when you gave your life to Christ, you became his. So you're, you became his child. Amen. We, you know, he said when we believe him and we accept him, we become the sons or daughters of God. Amen. But we got to accept him. And I know from my own personal experience and I know I'm not the only one in the room that he's a good father. Yeah. Amen. And he will supply, he will make ways, he will protect, he'll take care of his children. That's you and me. So that tells me Amen. And as long as I'm trusting God and I'm believing God and I'm obeying his word, whatever I put my hands to do to bring glory to him, he's going to be on board with me. That he is, I'm his responsibility because I'm his job. Yeah. But when I decide to do it on my own, on my own responsibility, and how many times have I failed myself? We ain't got time to talk about that. Amen. Trust him, believe him, step out on his word, and let the world see kingdom people. Let the world see, Amen. That we're not no longer trying to represent ourselves. You know, I, as I was looking, as I, I began to think and look at how some of the some of the, the the apostles, Amen, his original twelve, how some of them died. Amen. They died some some horrible deaths. Amen. They died some some horrific deaths. Peter hung upside down, amen. John, amen. I mean, and, and I think about what would cause these men to continue to live faithfully, knowing the opposition that was coming against them, knowing that the 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 the, the Jews, amen, and the Romans and all so many others were against them because. They were living for Christ. Don't sound too much different than today, right? But understand this. When we talk about James being executed with the sword. Amen. And I think about the last one who was, you know, another. Let's stand. But I, I think about how that Paul, who was not actually one of the twelve, but he was considered an apostle, amen, especially when it talks about him in Romans, the apostle to the Jews, I mean to the Gentiles. Amen. And, and he actually is one that died of old age. Said. You know. And I said wow. Of old age. You know. I said well no it was John. because John ended up on Patmos. But you know and when he died you know he lived a long life. But one of the things that I, I found that was written about about him about john is man the, one of the historians amen back in the late second and third century tertullian wrote this about john amen that he before the, he was banished amen and and he was brought to the Colosseum. the romans brought him in the Colosseum, and it said that you know history says that they dunked him in a vat of boiling oil can you imagine that just for sharing the gospel, living for Jesus. But look at this, what he said. He said, when he emerged unharmed, the entire Colosseum converted to Christianity. That's being a kingdom representative. When they put you in a, a vat of boiling oil, and you come out unharmed, I mean, you didn't come out looking like fried chicken. Right? He should have, but guess what? If God could keep the Hebrew boys in the burning, fiery furnace, and they come out not smelling like smoke, why can't he keep him in a boiling oil and not come out with a, a blister? The whole Coliseum converted to Christianity. In other words, when, when, the Romans thought they was going to have a spectacle, make a spectacle of, of him. The Lord said, Watch this. I'm going to put him on display and convert all these lives. So, what am I saying? He's putting us on display. Amen. And what if he puts you on display? How are you going to respond? How are you going to How are you going to bring glory to his name? And I said, By calling on the name of Jesus help us. Help me Lord, to do it your way. So let's bow our heads. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we just thank you right now. Lord, because you know what you're doing. We don't know what tomorrow holds. In fact, we don't even know what the rest of this day holds. We know what we've planned and we think and we we desire, Lord, but you know. So we put our confidence in you, God. You know the outcome. You know the things that are waiting on us, the blessings and the challenges. And you're in them all. And I must persuade myself that you're in them all. You say you're not the author of confusion, but you work in the midst of confusion. Lord, and if there's confusion waiting for me, Lord, I just want to let you work. Hallelujah. if there's blessings for me, Lord, I just want you to get the glory. Whatever it might be, Lord, help us to keep our minds on you. Help us work on the mindset of being a child of God and not a child of this world, Lord. We are no longer in the world, but, Lord, we're not of this world. Lord, we, we operate in a different realm. We operate in your kingdom, God, your kingdom realm for the now, Lord, and you're preparing us for greater. So we thank you right now, Lord, that we don't have to worry about the what-ifs that come because, God, we see you, and we trust you. So what if they come against you? You're in charge. What if I make a mistake? You're in charge. What if everything seems like it's falling apart? You will supply. So we thank you right now, and we trust you, God. We are so glad to be here in your hands and Jesus said all those that you've given him he has not lost a one that includes us so we thank you right now for your goodness and your grace Lord I pray for anyone that hasn't accepted you as Lord and Savior Lord I invite them to come to the altar even now Lord I would love to just pray with them God that they could be too included in that number anyone that needs to recommit themselves I invite you to come amen that we can we can pray with you amen and and you can know that you rest in the father's bosom hallelujah he loves you amen I, you know and that's one thing i i really want to reiterate we thank you god but we i want to reiterate that he loves everyone amen we cannot take that away from anyone because if we do We take away from who God is. He is love. Hallelujah. So I ask you right now. In this place. Under the sound of my voice. To yield to him. Everyone. To surrender to him. To no longer try to do it. On your own. We can't do it God. We need your help. We need to acknowledge that you have a plan for our lives Lord. that we don't see the outcome altogether. But we know, God, that it's your desire that we spend eternity with you. And in order to get there, we got to trust you. So help us in our areas of trust, God. Even as in the man in your scripture says, you know, help my unbelief. Help us in those areas, God, where, where we still have a hard time letting go, those areas we still have a hard time surrendering, those areas, Lord, where it seems shaky and scary and I feel like i got to put my hands in it. Lord, show us how to trust you. Show us when to move and when to be still, when to speak and when to be silent. Help us to do it according to your will and not our own, that you can be glorified. Work it in us that, Lord, we can lift you up. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Lord.